As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Before you go, Danae, before you go, please, do the spoiler cast theme song. Is this the real <laughs> life? It's just such mercy. Goodbye. Thank you, Danae. Bye. 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 Welcome to the spoiler cast episode for Suicide Squad. This is the one where we're not going to be afraid to say specific things about the movie. So if you don't want to know them. Uh, probably wait to listen to this particular episode. But there are so many things in this movie that I feel like a more in-depth, specific conversation can kind of help flesh out, uh, as with the case with a lot of these superhero movies. So I'm excited to kind of get into it. Um, let's just kind of start. <clears throat> Cap, why don't you yep. s- start by taking us kind of through the plot of this movie, like how it's you know set up, where it's going, that kind of stuff. So, as I said when we were talking about this earlier, it it opens with what's not really a break in status quo, which is Amanda Waller's putting together a team. <laughs> and it's it's pretty much what it is in the comics, which is she's putting together this team called Task Force X, and it's uh it's let's get metahumans and other specialized uh, uh, bad guys that are in prison and uh, put them all together to fight supernatural forces and other big threats that we can't really use an army or the police to fight. And so uh, we're taken through at the beginning all of the different characters that are going to be part of this team and given kind of little snippets of their backstory and just an introduction to just a sense of who they are uh, intercut within this framework of Amanda Waller just having dinner. And I gotta say, man, I don't think I've ever watched a person eat an entire steak in a movie <laughs> and i'm she pretty sure it. i watched amanda waller eat an entire steak because she had time she ate that thing she was chewing that thing ate that steak um yeah i <clears throat> here's a question the meta yeah. the metahuman thing that originates in the the comics calling them metahumans yeah and we had that in bvs also right and, uh, and yes, in that- the tv series stuff we have metahumans flash and and arrow yeah yeah yeah. uh and they they make a big deal out of that in uh in dc and they make for some reason we hear that kind of thing a lot more in the media versions than we do in the comics or at least most of the comics and i don't know why they feel the need to lump everybody that has superpowers or is in any other way not human (laughs) together (laughs) like that because when you think metahuman you think oh it's the equivalent of mutant well no not really because in Marvel, we don't take, like, Spider-Man's not a mutant. They don't have a name for every, they don't have a catch-all. Oh, and, that's a uh, anyway. good point. That's a that's a very fair point. So I don't know why we do that uh, so hard with, 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 with extra media stuff with DC, but we do. So we spend the first 35 minutes of this movie putting together 35. this team. I can't team. get my mind around that. <clears throat> 
No, you know what? I was I was thinking about that. Um, the actual movie part may be less than that because I think I may have thought posted start time, and of course there's trailers and that kind of stuff. So it may be more like 25 to 30 minutes. That um, was what I thought, but I wasn't looking at a watch. So I just know. So I, I don't know. I pulled, um, I think our showtime was um, a six o'clock show. And when I looked at my clock after we finally got through the introduction of all these characters, uh, it was 638. So see, doesn't it really feel like that's not what was intended in the first place? Where like they were just really worried that they had too many characters and they were going to struggle real hard to to get because like we have double introductions for for our two main characters. Yeah, I, it does feel tagged on a little bit, and and it and for that reason, and I got to tell you, and I said this during the uh, the sh- the podcast proper as well. I don't know that it's fully. Um, a mistake. Like, I, I really think there is some value in... I think what you're right about is that the structure is a mistake. Yeah. That if they could figure out a way to put a lot of that stuff, you know, intersperse it a little bit more, um, and I don't know if they felt like that would make the movie feel too flashbacky, like if we're having flashbacks all the time, but... Um, it may have, but, but I'm also... But when I said that, I'm also thinking some of the flashbacks simply aren't necessary. Cut some of them. Like, yeah. like, aren't we really arbitrary about who we feel the need to give a lot of background for? Like, like, like why do we have... Okay, so, like, like at, the, at the teaser, why do we introduce in, in the prison Harley Quinn and Deadshot reverse order in, in, in the movie but we don't do but we don't do that with el diablo who also gets a lot of screen time and has a character arc yeah his his are told entirely flashback yeah that's true is it well but, but also it's just they introduce us to them because i said two main characters they introduce us to them as if they are the two people we are most supposed to pay attention to and then the movie itself doesn't exactly feel that way because of how much screen time el diablo gets that's a, yeah, it's weird. There's so many things, so many choices in this movie that are strange like that. So really counterintuitive. Yeah. So we get the intros for the first, you know, quarter of this film, and then we go into, <laughs> uh, and then we get into the mission. Then we get into the mission. So now here's what she's trying to do. So she goes in and she says, "Here, I've put, you know, I I can put this team together to do these things." She brings the witch with her, uh, who is controlled because she has her heart, uh, and yep. so that controls the witch and. So she says Enchantress, and I thought that effect was pretty cool where the hand kind of came up to hold her hand, and then she turned into... I love that. Yeah, I thought that, that was effect awesome. was was really sweet. And so she, she sends her on a sample run, you know, and says, hey, you know, go get this thing from inside the vault of, you know, some foreign country or whatever, and they bring it back. And so that sells them. They're like, okay, put it together. These guys can do amazing things. At no point... Continuing to have ridiculous. the... Com- I know. Continuing to have the conversation that these are psychotic and awful people... Who are yeah, going to yeah, look I love every- it. I mean, she proves that they would be useful if you could control them, <laughs> but she certainly doesn't prove that you can control them. When when the when the girl who turns into Enchant- Enchantress after the guy gets the file they've been looking for for years says, "I'm never doing that again," he should be like, "How can I be sure that you'll be able to to control these people?" She won't even say the word Enchantress again. <laughs> yeah, and and not only that. But you have her heart. Uh, what do you have f- that you're going to control these other people with? Now, of course, the movie's answer to that is that they can kill them, uh, that they put something in their neck which, that they can kill. Which is the basic concept of Suicide Squad in the comics. So they do have that in the comics as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the bomb in the brain. Yeah. So, and, so they set up the mission, and then 
here's the other thing, the first place where the plot really went awry for me, which is the enchantress or uh, apparently has a brother, right? And so she just has this brother's vial with her. And so the enchantress can just go and get it uh, at any point, even though she has her heart, like the, the way that she controls this witch with the heart was really confusing to me because at times she could and at times she couldn't. And once her brother is loose, all of a sudden the brother's energy makes it so that she doesn't have to be controlled. I just, it was, I didn't understand that controlling her with the heart thing at all. It seemed yeah, like it's it, so contrived. You don't even want to think about it. Right. Anymore. Yeah. It's just like it, it breaks, it breaks your brain after a while. Yeah. Um, no, that's yeah. Yeah. That's definitely problematic. Um, as problematic as that for me was just the 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 simple convenience of she happens to do this just as Waller is assembling the team. Right. Yeah. yeah like she sure. could have done it a week ago. She could have <laughs> done it a month a month. Like it didn't have anything to do with the fact that the government has now signed off on the team. Yeah. It just it, it just kind of happens. There should have been a correlation there. <laughs> so, and here's the other part about this, and maybe you can help me out with this, but I think this yeah. this goes for the rest of the movie and is the reason I felt really disconnected from the story and felt like it was very thin. I have no clue what her and her brother are trying to do. What is their goal? Like where are they just they say something about building a machine? Because people yeah. worship machines now? Is that That's it? They're the... just going to build some big supercomputer so everybody will worship them or something? Like is... No. Uh, well, she says to rule the world with. So I guess I, I guess it's not enough to be... To, to have, like, vaguely uh, uh, inexhaustible power. Because we honestly don't even know exactly what she's capable of. No. Like, they never make it very clear. Like, like, like toward the end, when she tells Harley Quinn she can bring back the Joker who is not dead, but she doesn't know that. I don't know if she can actually do that or not. And, well, and the other thing is her brother apparently just, you know, swallows people and becomes, you know, some sort of big mummy mech. And it's like, it, he seems unstoppable. And, you know, well, on that design was cool. That was wonderfully not generic. Oh, absolutely. I've never seen that and, monster and we before. said that that was, that was great. I, I love it. And I, and we said that during the podcast proper too. I actually really love the visual aesthetics of this world. I like the effects. I like what they're doing here. It's really pretty. Yeah. But I, but so he seems unstoppable. And then at the end, they just, they just put a bomb underneath him. And that, <laughs> that does it. Did I miss something? Like he just needed to be blown up. Cause it appears like, I don't know. It's just it's just so weird. And, and to what's me. weird is when you when you have when you have these siblings where one seems to be way more powerful than the other one, and you get rid of the more the more powerful one, and then you're like, we've got the sister left. Here's the real threat. That's really silly. Yeah. So the whole thing about their plot line just made no sense to me. I didn't understand what I was rooting for or against. I didn't know why I care. And it's Who's- not like that was a thematic tie to the rest of the movie or anything. It's not like the idea of gods exactly. versus machines exactly. and all of that was, was worked into the, 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 you know, the thread of the main narrative at all. No. That wasn't the, that wasn't the crocs. If, in it, I mean, I guess if, if we're starting. I don't want to say the movie's not about anything. It's disjointed, but it, cer- it certainly is a, you know, uh, uh, bad people finding their humanity against story. Yes. Some of that works okay. Some, that theme is the only one I could find to hold on to there. It's primarily in the character of Deadshot. Uh, and his was the story of the stories in the backstory and the themes that worked for me. His was the only one that, that really 
got me a little bit because you could see the struggle in his life of, you know, doing bad things versus wanting to please his daughter. And um, I, I did enjoy some of that, but thematically, it's just so all over the place that all I didn't, over the place. I just didn't know, you know, I just didn't have a lot to hold on to. Let me ask you a, a, a question uh, because, and, and see if you had this too, because obviously the other character, and I think just because she's popular, uh, that it tries to play a sort of a character arc for and make you really root for as Harley Quinn. And I really liked her performance, and I, and I even like some things about the sort of character arc, but the question I have for you is... Do you feel like you're never really sure where you are with her because, of course, she's a psychotic person? So when you get to the end, and I just feel like you can, like, like, like any criticism I might have about about her thread, you, her arc, you could easily just say, oh, well, she's a crazy person. And then I go, okay, well, then why do I care? Like, none exactly. of it matters then. Like, like when you get to the, when you get to that third act and which, like I, like I said earlier, is the most sappy thing I've seen in a while in a movie that is not that kind of movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, in, you're, you're, you're toward the end and she chooses to, to save her new friends now over the Joker who is her entire life and who I think the movie has made, has defined her too much buy mm-hmm. uh i i didn't buy that's the choice she would make and i didn't buy and i didn't know if it meant anything yeah and i don't know that uh, i don't know that the movie ever gave us a good reason why any of those guys would fight against the witch it was obvious that they by that point that they didn't have to you know they were you no know what i didn't control- get yeah, you know what? I didn't get the people that get up and leave the bar because, and that's what they would do, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the, the the bombs on our heads anymore, and Rick Flag isn't isn't going to control us, so they just get up and leave. Yeah, boomerang. And then immediately yeah. after that, they're all walking in a line together to go fight the monster. Yeah, and there's no motivation for it. There's no like, why did Boomerang come back? What like what? I, I don't know. He wouldn't do that. That's not that's not in his character. Yeah, and from I, what from what we were from what was established. The only one I could again kind of see a little bit of motivation for Deadshot. Is, is Deadshot, you know, because he he really does want to do something good. Well, and Harley Quinn's was okay because at least she didn't get up and leave and then do that. Like or like hers was just what, we don't have anything better to do and this looks like fun. No, that's that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but again, you go back to the fact that she's completely psychotic and so nothing really has any foundation of meaning to it. It's just, you know, it's just randomly what seems fun to the voices in her well, head, you know? And, and that's the thing is that that is that character in, in, in various incarnations. So I'm fine with that. The problem is when they have these moments of lucidity and I don't know what to take from them. Yeah. And are they actually lucidity or are they just masquerading as lucidity? Exactly. Yeah. Um, also with her, I got this sense that Deadshot, because they kind of treat her as Deadshot's lieutenant. Yeah. And the rest of the team, she becomes kind of the heart of the team in a weird way. And I feel like that happens because she's popular in real life. And that's kind of the reason. Yeah. Yeah, there's, that it's a it's a marketing reason, not necessarily a I story see, reason. Yeah, not necessarily a character reason. I, I can sort of see Deadshot coming to appreciate her to some degree, but they go way too far with it. Where it just seems like like the the reason he has difficulty deciding if he wants to shoot her or not for his freedom in to go see his daughter is just because she's she's cute and spunky that's about it yeah let me ask you this uh remind me again is it uh slipknot yeah okay so we get the team together and they've they've been told they're gonna get their heads blown off if they do anything wrong slipknot decides based on a conversation with boomerang 
to test this theory and gets his head blown off. That's um, the wow! It just it cracks me up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Is is I mean, has there ever been a more disposable character presented to you in a movie than ever than Slipknot ever? was? And, and, I mean, the, literally, no word of him until he shows up to be with the team, and literally, and in a movie where we spend <laughs> half an hour setting up people and giving. St- statistics about them i have not only is he the most disposable character i've seen in a lot maybe ever but he's also the most uh telegraphed thing i've seen in a long time yeah you might as well have put a red shirt on him i mean it was that's what i was gonna say the only thing that would make it more obvious is if if he was wearing a starfleet red shirt (laughs) Uh, oh my god it's hilarious and and who is in the theater not going he's gonna die (laughs) because we know nothing about him and with this many characters, we should have killed off two or three more of them, I think. Yeah. I. It was just... And, and what does that... I mean, the only thing story-wise... We're not scared for anybody's lives no, because we introduced no. a person for him to die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. There's no stakes. You know, there's no... It's hilarious. Yeah. So that that was ridiculous. It's so, so funny. Like, you could have easily killed Killer Croc in this. Like, okay, so he's a Batman villain, but they're probably never going to use him in a Batman movie. Like, he mm-hmm. could have died. Boomerang could have died. Like, there's another... And I, I, I guess El Diablo bites the dust at the end, but not in that way. Does he die? I, they didn't I make it obvious. I mean, you know, he, oh, I think okay. we're left. I think we're left to believe that he died. If that makes sense, they show you where everybody else is in the prison. So at the very least, they don't bring him back with them. Listen, if if that bomb can kill the omnipotent brother God and doesn't kill Diablo, <laughs> then there's some serious issues. Well, and that's a character I don't know anything about. Um, so, so was, was he conveniently also one of the gods? Who, Diablo? Yeah, cause he, cause he gets the big crazy head thing like the, like the, like the other god guy that he saw. Oh, I just, I just assumed that his power took over, I mean, it was ridiculous, but, um. Was he speaking Spanish or was he speaking the language the god spoke? Oh, I don't know. I thought I he was speaking the language the god spoke. Oh, Interesting. I have no idea. But I, but I don't know. I was really confused about all of that. Ugh. And not invested enough to care. Right. Because they're doing what? Building a computer? Like, what are they... Can, can you help me understand what, like, all that floating stuff was doing? Do they ever even address what they're creating in that moment? N- no, Aaron. I cannot. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if I missed, like, a scene or something. Like, I fell asleep during an important explanation of oh the movie falls asleep and forgets <laughs> some scenes certainly uh there is as far as we can piece together from trailers which i don't love doing but I, i've talked to some folks that have watched them closer to th- than i have um there is apparently a scene that uh that that shows you that the joker survived that crash oh yeah huh yeah because in the trailer there's a bit where he's got like half his face burned off and he seems to be in that helicopter caught the crash Wow, I don't know. That's just this. There's and then he just a lot shows of messy parts. But I, but I gotta tell you, I love the absurdity of all of that. I'm, I'm so, I'm so jazzed by the fact that they were okay with going as, as goofy at the end as having the Joker walk in with a SWAT, with, with a SWAT team suit with his own name on his jacket, <laughs> and that he has JKR written on the on his shoulder. I love that. They made that just so there would be an action figure, and I love that. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, was there anything else specifically in the movie that you wanted to chat about? You know, certain lines or moments oh, that God. we haven't touched I mean, there's on. There's so much stuff we could talk about. Um, the the Joker Harley background stuff, like I said earlier, feels real. That, that's the stuff that feels most fan film to me. Like the stuff where she takes a like, you know, dive into the the vats, and he decides to dive in after her, and they make yeah. it, they make out while I think at the Which same was... time. They're melting. Really, it was a cool image, certainly. I just wish I had a, a, some kind of context for it. Um, but the but the big one was was well before that, where you have the flashback of uh, Harley Quinn. You have the, you have the token uh, uh, shot of her in the traditional Harley Quinn outfit, and she's uh, and she's dancing with the Joker with a gun. That is a that is a classic comic book cover, and they just. They just shot it in real life and put it in the movie. And the problem with taking a cover like that and putting it in there with no context is that it's a black background because they're in an, they're in a black abyss because that's what it is on the cover of that comic. Oh. And if you just make that a flashback, what you end up with is a couple of people that look like they're in a photo shoot for some reason. <laughs> I and didn't it's notice hilarious. that, but that is funny. I did not notice that. So yeah, there's 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 a lot there's a little bit of stuff like that that's pretty funny. So yeah, see, I wouldn't catch like a lot of that fan service stuff, you know. And so much of that movie is fan service. Um, the the uh, the words, the statistics that pop up on the screen. Oh yeah, yeah. First yeah. of all, were were unnecessary, and second of all, you had no time to read. There them. was no no not a single one of them. I didn't get through a single one of those things, and I read pretty quick. I was working hard to get through it, and. And like, and I felt like that was an added thing. This is a thing I said last night in the review I did. I feel like that was an added thing where they were trying to appeal to Deadpool fans. I felt like there was some stuff they did to appeal to Deadpool fans, some some stuff they did to try to be Guardians of the Galaxy, especially with the popular music. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 just like the 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 words on the screen thing. I I mean, I don't know that Deadpool actually did that, but it just felt like it was. It gave me a vibe of that movie, and. The thing is, there are there are some interesting little tidbits that they throw up on screen, mostly just for fans, and also at least one to set a thing up. I think I saw this, because it blinks so fast that I've only seen the movie once. I think it says that Harley Quinn was was uh was thrown in uh in 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 Arkham is she is it actually Arkham that that she, I'm I'm not even sure uh that that she was that she was thrown away because uh they thought she murdered Robin Really? I didn't see that, but Yeah, there's something about Robin and I'm pretty sure it said she murdered Robin or they thought she murdered Robin. Wow. And and Ro- the, the the Robin suit in the Batcave is a thing in BVS that we're given no context for, where you just have that writing from the Joker on Robin's suit um, uh, about about you know his having the last laugh or whatever it was, and that's uh, and and like in like that those of us that know our comics assume that we're talking about Jason Todd, who's the second Robin who Joker kills in the comics, and it seems like they're adding more out-of-context things to that background that hopefully Ben Affleck will flesh out in his Batman movie. Well, that seems like a crazy big spoiler to give away as a throwaway in a pre-movie, doesn't it? Like, Well, no, it's not a... Well, it's not a spoiler, though. It's something that happened in the past. You have to remember that this is a... Uh, and they don't make this clear enough in this movie. It, like, like, this is a universe where Batman has been operating for years and years and years. Right. And so he has this really long history with Joker. And so this is, a, and what's weird is Jared Leto 
is in his 40s, but he looks like 25 in this movie. Yeah. And that's really problematic because you feel like you're looking at a younger gangbanger joker that's just getting a start, but he's been around forever. Yeah, that's interesting. It doesn't make so that's not a sense. spoiler, Aaron. That's background that they're just not <laughs> fully making clear. Well, I just meant if you wanted to use if you wanted to use the death of Robin as a plot, you know, even a flashback plot point in a future movie, it could be a really powerful thing. But if you've already said, well, you know, Harley Quinn kills Robin, then it's like you lose you lose the chance to have that be a reveal, you know. Yeah, and it's weird because we're being all cryptic about it in a in a universe where we've now had a movie with a whole bunch of flashbacks. And so now we're just being really arbitrary about what we'll show and what we're setting up with artifacts and stuff. How long do you think it's going to take them to really get their their footing in their expanded universe? Like to where they're making movies and and you feel like, okay, they've really got an idea of of their own sense of tone and who they're going to be and what they're doing. Ben Affleck's Batman movie. You think that'll turn? You think that'll kind of be the turning point or the fulcrum? That's what'll. That's what it'll take. Uh, Justice League might end up being way, way better than BVS, but Snyder still directing is is somewhat worrisome. Yeah. No, I totally agree. We did get and, a. We did get a. And, and, we did get a Flash cameo in this. Yeah. Yeah, but the reason that the, but the reason I say that is because we have that, and then we have Wonder Woman, and then Ben Affleck's Batman movie will be. Unless there's something else before that I'm not thinking of, but I think that's the next thing. His Batman movie will be the first thing that is completely fresh to the new way they're operating at Warner's for the DC Extended Universe, where they have finally... Can you believe they didn't They didn't lead with this? They have finally given it its own separate offshoot company like Marvel Studios yeah. has. Yeah, yeah. And called DC Films, and they've put Jeff Johns in 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 uh, at the head of it. And uh, Jeff Johns is the um, is uh, head of DC right now. Uh, well, he was the head creative guy, and now I think he's actually like head something there now. But he's but he's going to be the the Kevin Feige for DC, right? And um, he he's not gonna he and Ben Affleck aren't gonna have enough control of stuff until we get there. Now, Wonder Woman might be great. I thought. That trailer looked kind of generic. Yeah, I, I have. We don't. But again, you can't take anything from trailers. So who knows? <clears throat> yeah, I haven't seen it. I heard lots of good buzz on it after Comic Con, but um, I don't know. I I loved Wonder Woman. She was one of the bright spots for me of you know BVS. So you know, it'd be nice to see her get a good movie. I mean, not that she got to do anything, <laughs> right? Well, that's that's why it'll be nice to see if she actually the, gets to do something. The lasso looks cool. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I was just looking through the uh, the um, cast list for Suicide Squad, and uh, James McGowan was Panda Man. Panda Man. Uh, there were there, there's a there's a flashback where the Joker has a whole bunch of minions wearing weird masks. Uh huh. And that's got to be what that is. So is that going to be like, is Panda Man like an actual character? Or is that going to be part no. of the Joker's? No, I okay. don't think so. It just, it just, you had a bunch of, you know, it's, 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 it's like, it's like cast lists for anything where it's like guy with pin in neck. <laughs> that's what I wondered. I wondered if it was a thing I didn't know about or if that actually was just, you know, kind of a throwaway. The creepiest <laughs> one of those was the guy with the giant Batman mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love How that. did you feel? I was like. Let's, That's really creepy. Let's talk about cameos in this. Uh, Batman has yeah. a couple cameos. Flash has a cameo. Um, how did you feel about that? You know, expanded universe stuff and how it was handled in this movie, especially as compared to how awful it was handled in Batman versus Superman. I felt. Um, 
you know, how did you feel about it here? Well, I'm glad we're not making everybody Batman villains. Okay. That was kind of the worry going in was that there was talk that Captain Boomerang was just going to be relegated to another Batman villain. And the fact that Flash is, is the person that brings him in is great because he's part of the Flash rogues. So, uh, so I'm glad, uh, so I'm glad about that. I don't think the cameos were too intrusive. Um, you know, people are calling the Batman stuff obligatory. I guess it kind of is. Uh, but, um, but I thought the mid credit scene was good and necessary. Yeah. Uh, go, let's go ahead and talk about the mid credit scene. Remind me, uh, what happens there? That is, uh, Amanda Waller sitting down with Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne has figured out about Task Force X and he walks in and basically says, um, shut it down. I'm putting my own team together right? and, uh, we'll, we'll take care of it for you. And I really like the idea, like I, like I said earlier, I really like the idea of the Suicide Squad as the messed up proto-Justice League. Yeah. No, that, that I think that's a concept. really cool idea. And I still say, if somehow or rather we could have led with that, it would have been a really cool idea because, or or mostly led with that, maybe had a, maybe, you know, have, have this world's Iron Man, whatever that character would be, and mm-hmm. then do Suicide Squad. Because the idea is you've got this really cynical world that's as sad and depraved and messed up as the one that we live in, and people don't have hope, and that's the... That's kind of the the general feeling right now when you look at politics and and, and and all kinds of stuff. And so if you if you move forward from that with with we tried to solve it with an ends justifies the means mentality, and then we reversed that and you get Justice League, and so we find the hope after we've addressed modern cynicism. I like that a lot, and that's not what Marvel did. Yeah, and that's the thing, really. And so that's kind of what they're doing, and moving forward, that could totally work. And and it could be their own thing, and I think that's part of the thing. Actually, I think a lot of the thing that we're seeing with DC stumbling out of the gate here has to do with them trying to catch up to Marvel. And I feel like if they had just decided, it's okay, it can be five, six years from now when we finally get into a rhythm... Let's really figure out a plan and and do some cool things that are our own. Uh, I think you could have seen you know a different growth element to these characters and what they're doing. But I just feel like they felt like they had to catch up, and so they're really trying to get there quickly. And I really think it's affecting these films. Part of the reason they felt like they had to catch up was because they screwed up Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, that's because true. Green Lantern was supposed to be the first of their expanded universe. And oh, really? Tanked, I didn't know that. They, yeah, and when it tanked, they started over. And remember, Amanda Waller is in that. I feel I feel bad for the actress who played her there. Oh, I had forgotten that. Wow. And I love this actress, and I think she's technically better, but also she gets more things to do. I love Amanda Waller walking in uh, to or, or or being in that in that office and just mowing down everybody. <laughs> that's who she. That that shocked me. And I'm just it, I, yeah, yeah. That's why I like it. It should. I mean, that's who that is. Indicative of the movie that they that that they that they actually made, as opposed to the one we saw. Yeah, and, and I was kind of impressed they left it in. So, I, yeah, because it's too dark for the movie we had. What he made, I'm pretty convinced. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm convinced he made a a, a a more a more psychologically complex psychological thriller. Do you think we'll see it? Do you think we'll get a, a another release? I don't think Warner's is above that uh, because obviously of what they did with the uh, Rated R extended cut of BVS. But see, I'm of two minds about it because I really want to see that cut. But on the uh, but at the same time, I don't want Warner's to keep putting out movies and playing them like a dress rehearsal. Yeah, yeah and then true. saying 
and 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 then it's like, no, no, no. This was the this is the real version. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's what that's they no did fun. with BVS. Yeah. Did you ever see End of Watch? No, I I haven't watched that. Okay, End of Watch is the same director. Um, yeah, David Ayers, and I. It's so good. Like it's one of those movies you go into in and you're like it just seems like another movie and you come out going wow that's masterfully done and so I know he can do that kind of stuff but I, you know it just you can just feel the the fingerprints all over it and trying to you know all the all the chefs in the kitchen you know trying to put the recipe together and yeah you know. and they just they they keep like I said earlier knee jerk reaction like they just keep reacting to stuff and they're looking at the disparate elements as opposed to the to, to the whole and the problem is like i'm sympathetic to them to a degree but they just made a huge mistake strategically which is they made a movie that like batman versus superman had to make a stupid amount of money in order to even make its money back yeah, especially because of how much money they threw in the marketing. Uh, with with BBS, it was the 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 magic total was was one billion dollars. It had to break a billion dollars to even merit existing. Wow. And this and it only did like eight fifty or something, which sounds like a lot of money, and it is. Except they spent too much money on it, and it made most of that in its opening weekend and had the biggest drop off in history. And then you get to or one of them, and then you get to uh, Suicide Squad. You know what the magic number was there? I read this yesterday. Seven fifty. Ah. You may imagine if because because this is an obscure property for the masses, right? Imagine if Guardians of the Galaxy needed seven hundred and fifty million dollars to break even. Wow. That that doesn't make sense. And so what what they did was they saw they saw the reaction to Batman vs Superman and they got scared. And they uh, allegedly went in and started changing stuff and had a new vision for what it could be for a more to be to be accessible to a bigger audience. Yeah. And that's death, man. What you have to do with a thing like that is if it's really effective at what it's doing, you use it to convert people as opposed to selling to people that already want it. That's what you do, right? Like you can make a thing accessible by people going in and watching it and not thinking it's a thing they would like, but then it just it just speaks to people cuz it's just a really good story. Yeah, like, you know what, what I don't I'm usually saying. like movies like this, but it's but this one's really good. It's like you can convert people. Exactly. I can go. There have been you know uh, two or three horror movies over the last few years that I come out of and I go, that's a really great story. That's a good movie. I usually hate horror movies, but I can accept you know um, one here or there and go, okay, you told a great story. Um, and I think the same thing is true with, you know, these movies as well. Start with the story. Start with telling us a great story and go from there. There is a, there's a line in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where uh, Jordy LaForge is talking to Data, who has done a poetry reading and is asking LaForge if the uh, poems were emotionally resonating, if, if he had an emotional response. And LaForge says that they didn't because he's too worried about style. And he says you should think more about what you want to say as opposed to how you want to say it. And I think that's mm. exactly what DC needs to be thinking right now. That is a perfect place to, to finish the spoiler cast up. Uh, thank you, Captain. I appreciate your time. And always yeah. good to talk these movies with you. I love um, you know, having somebody who is at the other end of the spectrum as me as far as knowing the source material. 
because it, you know, it really allows for, uh, you know, kind of some in-depth stuff that, you know, I wouldn't have access to. So I really appreciate that. It's refreshing to talk to somebody that doesn't because we can just look at the meat of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good conversation. So appreciate your time, man. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.